You're listening to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. A reminder that you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe via email button on the left-hand side of your screen. And then every time I upload a new show, which is not on a regular basis, you will receive an email telling you that there's a new show for you to listen to. And in today's programme, I am talking to a a young gentleman who goes by the name of Siam Kid, And... um, I'm not going to introduce him. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to get him to tell um, us about wh- who he is and what he does, because he, he's an interesting guy. So, Siam, welcome to the show. It's great to Hi have there. you on. Thanks for having me. And um, so, I, I suppose we got to know each other when you came. We were both speaking at a, at a conference together, and you came up yes. and, and introduced yourself and uh, handed me your book to read. Uh, <laughs> so why don't we start, tell us what was behind the book and how you got started in investing, and, and then let's go from there. Okay, um, well, the, the book's called The 15 Grand Pop-Tart, uh, the, the 23 reasons why, or mistakes that 96% of all traders make, and how you can avoid them. It's, a, it's basically a culmination of every mistake I've ever made, and... Um, I'm nothing special, I'm just an average bloke with distinctly average qualities, but I suppose all I've got going for myself is that I've got nine to ten years of mistakes under my belt, and I've made every mistake you could possibly make at least twice. So At least twice? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a slow okay. learner. Okay. <laughs> so. So, so why don't we start by talking about some of the... Uh, some of the well, what, tell us about the 15 grand Pop-Tart. What, what, what exactly was this Pop-Tart? Um, a Pop-Tart, by the way, for our American listeners, in case you don't have them over there, is like a, is like a kind of... I suppose it's like a waffle with some jam in it that you toast, and it takes about two minutes to toast one of these things, and... Uh, if you're a cheapskate, you eat one of these for breakfast or a student <laughs> or something like that. So tell us about this 15 grand pop tart. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> for some reason, I, it, was in, it was about five years ago and I was starting to get quite good at trading and I was rushing for some reason and I placed a trade and I, I didn't put a stop loss in and, and, and that's one of the rules. You should never trade if you're not in the right state of mind and you should never be rushing. But I placed this uh, short trade on, uh, I can't remember what it was, but I just popped downstairs, put some Pop-Tarts in the toaster, and by the time I came back, it was the screen was just red and the, the market was rallying, and even though I was shorting it. And uh, I sort of swore. <laughs> and then by the time I went to close the trade, uh, you know, about 15 grand just over 15 grand down um and my hands have gone all clammy just thinking about it yeah okay <laughs> Horrible. and uh, and um i mean anyone who's ever uh, played the stock market in any kind of levered way has experienced something similar maybe not yeah. quite so quick but we've yeah. all had horrible losses that uh, that and the feeling of a horrible loss will never go away so as a kind of result of all this you have developed your own trading systems yep and um, so why don't you tell us about why don't we talk about that okay um, so as a result of all my sort of errors over the years I'm, I'm now a really cautious trader slash investor so um, I call myself the realistic trader because if you are going to trade in the markets you should not be entering if you're looking for a get rich quick scheme or like a one year pill so to speak mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm really confident that anyone can semi-retire within five to ten years so it's a five to ten year play and 
day trading is the devil for, in fact, you shouldn't even bother day trading unless you've got at least two to three years of successful trading under your belt. Um, so what, what I've found and what my students have found is that um, you tend to be, we, we, we trade less than an hour per week. So I spend about 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes on a Sunday or a Monday night. Um, and the rest of the week, it's less than five minutes a day of just monitoring. Um, and really, the, the, the less you trade, uh, the, the better results that you'll get. So. Um, for what it's worth, I, I have a few buddies who work in the city at HSBC. I'm thinking one in particular and a couple of other places as well. And, you know, they manage billion-dollar portfolios. And they all say, with their experience can't make money you have to look at they they insist they will only look at weekly charts yeah because they think that that is the time frame over which you can make money yeah. and that's why my hunting ground is the, the daily and the weekly charts yeah um, really anything below the four hour chart is just noise and especially if when we're now in a world of high frequency trading and algorithmic tra- uh, algos um, so the the five minute or the one minute five minute charts are is there sort of, even though they're operating in the milliseconds, uh, if you're a day trader trading on the one minute or the five minute or even the 15 minute charts, you're, you're just going to get slaughtered, uh, basically. It's just all noise. So by trading on the daily and the weekly charts, your, your stop losses will be sufficient enough that any of the, the, the noise and whipsawing won't catch you out. Okay. And also your position sizes will be a lot smaller than if you're a, a day trader. So. Um, now one thing you said a couple of paragraphs ago was that you are confident that anyone can retire semi-retire semi-retire in five to ten years so why don't you expand on that okay so I'm there's an assumption here and my my assumption is that most people could comfortably semi-retire on about two grand a month um seeing as most of the population... Tax-free, two grand a month. Yes, it's tax-free. For our American uh, (laughs) listeners, two grand a month is about, I don't know, three and a half thousand bucks, something like that. Um, Seeing as most people in the UK earn less than 25 grand a year. So um, that's my first assumption. Now, most people don't really know how much... So, for instance, if you wanted to retire on two grand a month with your pension, you'd need a half a million pounds in your pension pot which is really unrealistic because t- in order to have £500,000 in your pension, that's a contribution of £1,000 per month for 40 years. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. And most people can't afford an extra £100 a month to put away or park for 40 years. So, whereas with trading, or if, if you do this correctly, you can, you can generate the 2% per month, i.e. the two grand a month, if you had a hundred grand trading account. Now a lot of people may think, okay, 100 grand is still a lot of money, so I'm, um, I've never had 100 grand or whatnot. So uh, this is why it's a five to ten year play because when if you do start to trade or invest, I, I, I really believe that the first year you should treat as your incubation phase, and because you're going to make lots of errors, no matter how hard I drill the you know the do's and don'ts, you're just going to human nature takes over and trading is 80 to 90 percent psychology and, and mindset so you unfortunately you'll end up just finding making your own errors um, but after your first year you're going to be rather proficient if you stick to the rules and then it'll probably if you do things correct so what sorry I'm, I'm waffling here but what I say is that 
when you start trading, your first three months should be on a dummy trading account. Yeah. Because learning the software is half of the battle. And then after three months or until you're really confident, you should open up a two grand trading account. No matter how much money you're prepared to put in, just open up a two grand account. And then trade that for three months. And if you're still profitable or even break even, add another two grand in. Do that for another three months and then repeat the process. So after the 12 months, you should have anywhere between six to eight thousand pounds. And then at the end of year one, I would top Assuming you haven't <coughs> lost it all. Correct, yeah. Which is a very real possibility. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, one, no one has a crystal ball, but um, if you have the right risk management in place, you can lose 60% of the time and still be in profit. Yeah. And they're, they're odds that I like. Um, so, so at the end of month 12, top your account up to about £10,000. And then what I tend to recommend is uh, just don't put any more money in that. So you need to trade for a full year on that 10 grand account because you need to experience a full business cycle because the markets move differently at different times of the year. Yeah. So Christmas and midsummer, the market dies because that's when everyone's on holiday and volatility is low. Um, so then after sort of your first 24 months, you should be um, really uh, proficient with... Uh, your skills and ability and then if you want to put you know top it up to whatever you want that go for it but yeah two percent per month is really achievable and you recommend two two percent per month that's that's pretty good gains that and if you compound that that works out as more than 24 percent a year doesn't it it's about 24.6 percent oh, really per year. if you compound okay yeah. fine i thought it'd be more than that and um you recommend never placing more than one percent on your portfolio of your of your, not your portfolio, but 1% of your account on any trade. Yes, correct. So um, one of the, the big killers for new traders or rookie traders is that they get wiped out after maybe... I should say, sorry, Simon, we were in a lovely quiet corner of the pub <laughs> and then the uh, load of people have just walked in. So sorry about the, the background int- intrusion. I'm just explaining what it is. I think it's some Christmas lunch do. But anyway, uh, Simon, yeah, 1%. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's all about risk management. So a lot of new traders or, or even amateur traders they tend to get wiped out by five bad trades whereas if you were tr- to risk just 1% of your total capital per trade even if you were to lose 10 trades in a row which is really unlikely um, you'll only be 9.48% down and even though that is a bit of a hit it's recoverable um, whereas some people may say well you'll never get rich um, doing 1% per trade and that, that is true. I mean, trading it should be a, a slow game. You, you need to be the tortoise rather than the hare. But even if you were to risk, say, 5% per trade, uh, max risk per trade, if you were to lose 10 trades in a row, you'd be down 40.48%. You've pretty much halved your account, and that's really hard to recover. Yeah. Um, because in order, if you let's say you halve your account, your ROI needs to be 100% just to get back to break even. Um, and then no doubt you'll probably enter the, sort of the, the downwards gambling spiral of doom where you try and make yes. your losses back. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So let's, um, let's so you, you, and I've been to one of your courses and the, the main uh, thrust of them is, is manage your risk, manage your risk. And I, goodness knows I say the same things in my articles time and time again. It's, it's kind of the most important thing. Let's, let's um, talk about some bigger picture stuff. Now I know uh, if you can hear me against this backdrop, um, I know the 
you're a big fan of silver. Yes. And silver's been, you know, it's down 70% now from its highs. And I love it. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about silver for a bit. And I, w- I want to talk about some of your other big picture stuff okay. as well. So let's start with silver. Okay, so uh, what would you like to know? <laughs> well, w- w- do you still like it? Yes. Uh, in fact, the, the lower it goes, the the, the better the, the outcome will be, in my personal opinion. So um, I... C- I consider gold and silver like springs, or no, like a beach ball. And at the moment, I mean, there's all sorts of conjecture of that, you know, about you know the big banks manipulating down or China and whatnot. But it, it is like a, a large inflatable beach ball. And if you hold that beach ball underwater, it's going to go back to the surface at one point. Either you let go of it, or you run out of oxygen and have to come up to the surface. Um, and in fact, a better analogy is like a, 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 a spring from a pen. So if you take gold, gold is like a car suspension spring. So if you suppress that and then you let go, it's going to go up. But silver is like a, a, the spring that you find in a, in a pen. And if you, if you suppress that and then let go, it's going to hit the ceiling. Yeah. And what we found over the last sort of 5,000 years is that at no time in human history has gold ever outperformed silver. Um, going up and down. So... Um, Silver is always the, the more volatile, younger brother to gold. But the, the, the main reason I love it is just a pure supply and demand play. Um, 97% of all the world's gold and silver has been mined and brought to the surface. But because gold is hoarded, um, all of that gold is still on the surface. It's just it's a store of wealth of the elites, and, uh, historically speaking, and it's been used for jewellery predominantly. Um, whereas silver is an industrial metal it's the super metal um, or super element because um, it's the most thermally conductive the most electrically conductive and the most reflective element on the planet it's the only thing on the planet which bacteria can't form a resistance to so as a result we're we're just using silver god knows uh, it, till it's well the, the US we're exhausting supplies yes sorry yeah. I'm uh, twisting I my don't tongue, think we are okay. I'm going to put, I'll put the other side to you if you look at silver ETF holdings, yep. they are at the largest level they've ever been. Now, admittedly, this silver ETF is a new phenomenon. Yeah. But transparent silver holdings, even with the 70% falls we've seen in the silver price, yeah. are at record highs. Now, that is not okay. a bullish thing. Uh, okay. I, I was under the impression that the like the SLV and GLD there, there was no, GLD a is transparent gold holdings have sold off by thirty five percent. Silver they haven't. Okay, that, that is inter- that is something I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think that it's, it's extremely bullish. Um, the what do you have a target low for it? No, I've always said that the $15 level is the ultimate low, just mainly look at the charts with the support and resistance levels. Um, but I, I see in the paper markets, we may get spike downs or even lower. But yeah. in terms of physical silver, this because I'm all about the phys- investing in the real physical yeah. um, stuff, that I think we're at lows. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Now, you are... I mean, at the moment, I think you're. You, I, I won't ask you what whether you're short or long the stock markets because that might change before the, <laughs> before this. Uh, by the time this interview goes out, um, but bigger picture, you think the equity markets are going to get a bit nasty? Yes. Um, so I'm. Uh, this is where I go against mainstream here. So I I see that two will either ha- we're going to have another stock market crash on the scale of 2008, if not more worse. 
um, between 2016 to 2017. Um, there, there's quite a few reasons. Uh, one of them is margin debt. So uh, margin debt, the, the easiest way to look at that is uh, if you take Wall Street, it's where investors used to borrow money to then invest in the S&P 500 and then in the hope that the market would rise and they, they, they can then pay back their debt and keep the profit. Now in 2007, margin debt was crazy. I mean, everyone knows that the risks that Wall Street were taking were just stupid, whereas margin debt right now is 50% higher than what it was in 2007. Um, and also when you combine that with investors' net worth, uh, on the run-up to 2007, investors' net worth was extremely high. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember the, the, the figure off the top of my head. But after 2007, the, the net worth has been eradicated, so it's, it's in the negative. And combine that with margin debt being 50% higher, it's, um, it's, 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 it's not looking good, especially for all the, the, the funds out there who've, who are leveraged up uh, five to seven times their, their assets under management. Yeah. So just a 15% correction in the markets would make most funds bust. <laughs> okay. To to that, I mean, I get that argument. Yeah. To that, I counter. It's a bull market. Sorry. It's a bull market. True, but that don't forget we've we're living under um, currency printing and QE and vast scales around the world. Sorry. No, you need to order at the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'll start that bit again. To that, I counter, it's a bull market. And bull markets go on for much longer than yeah. people think. True. Um, and the old saying of the, the markets will remain irrational longer yeah. than you can remain solvent. Um, however, the, the, the main reason, in my opinion, is that, that we're in a bull market is just simply due to currency printing. Um, the, the Fed, in fact, the central banks around the world have been printing currency like, oh, like Willie, just like monopoly money yeah and there's that a has huge to go amount somewhere. of growth coming out of Silicon Valley true uh, but don't forget all that money has to go into assets and that's why we're seeing a, um, an equity rise and also a house market rise but again that's where I'm a bit controversial because I, I also see another 15 to 20% dip in uh, UK house prices over the next sort of five years or so yeah maybe we'll get that um, what about um, London? Do you have a view on London property? I know you're not a Londoner. No, I, it's, it's a bubble. I mean, it's I mean the price to earnings ratio at, at all time highs pretty much, but there's always an influx of foreign wealth in London. So I think that may be protected to a degree. But in terms of average UK prices, I think the, yeah. the UK in a whole is going to take a battering when interest rates start to rise. So if interest rates start to rise? Well, the 300-year average for UK rates is 7%. Yeah. And most people think, or they, most people tend to have a, a four to five-year bias. And and right now, or over the last four to five years, rates have been pretty much zero to one percent. Whereas, mean, if you just look, with simple mean reversion, um, the, the mean is 7%. So, it should overshoot. And markets always overshoot. So, We've had double-digit rates in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and this time isn't any different. Very good. Well, Siam, th thanks very much. Um, I'm going to 
well, why don't you plug your website and the courses that you offer, and and uh, and I should say I've attended one of the courses, and it's m- m- mostly about trading indices and currencies rather than uh, individual stocks. Mm. But um, t- tell us about the courses, tell us about your website, and okay, give yourself a plug. Oh, thank you. It's uh, it's therealistictrader.com. Um, and I, I just teach a, a two-day intensive trading slash investing workshop, um, but without the, the silly upsells. Um, I, it's unfortunate. I dislike the the industry I'm in because it's full of sort of charlatans. But uh, at the end of the design, it's at the end of the two-day course. You will walk away knowing everything you need to know to get started. Um, so yeah, that, that's about okay. It. And uh, we'll get you back on the program next year. You've got two systems that you're operating. One you call the Tiger System, yes. uh, which is for only people who've reached a certain level of expertise in their trading. But you're going to be offering a kind of mirroring service in that next year. So yeah. we'll talk about that. So what, what I like, um, I like to try and walk the walk. So since May, I've put up every trade I've personally taken on our private portal so all our students can either copy and see and uh, since May 2014 I've averaged 4.1% um, o- over that time which is good 4% a month 4.1% per month yeah and that's using the Lambo just system. the Lambo yes okay And but the I was going to come to the Lambo system okay. but the Lambo system is what you teach in your yes. course isn't it yeah. so 4% a month works out at what per year about 60% per year so um, if you were to extrapolate the those figures a 10 grand account should turn into a 111 grand account at the end of year five but um, obviously nothing's guaranteed in this yeah. world so and uh, and the tiger system um, it has a better return but that's something you're going to be you're going to be doing a kind of you don't even want to talk about that um, <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's still in its uh, embryonic stages I'm still okay. testing it but um, the returns have been rather scary um, yeah. so it's basically a, a system which is I I've in my experience, I've never seen it before, so I think I've created something that hasn't existed before. Okay. So. Well, that's uh, that's no mean no mean feat if it's true. Um, uh, I'm just going to do that. Right. I need to edit that out. Um, well, that's that's no mean feat if it's true. So, um, yeah, the realistic trader dot. Well, thank you very much, Siam. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. TheRealisticTrader.com is your website, and uh, hopefully you'll come on again next year when this mysterious tiger service is up and running (laughs) and uh, we can talk about that. Siam Kidd, thank you very much. Thank you. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 